0: Good morning, and wherever you are, the Lord be with you. I'm Francis Shoesmith. I'm the hub leader in North East Wigan. Our title this morning is, I would much rather speak five understandable words. Our reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and I'm reading from the NIV. St Paul writes, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. Now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you and speak in tongues, what good will I be to you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or word of instruction? Even in the case of lifeless things that make sounds, such as the pipe or harp, how will anyone know what tune is being played unless there is a distinction in the notes? Again, if the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? So it is with you. Unless you speak intelligible words with your tongue, how will anyone know what you are saying? You will just be speaking into the air. Undoubtedly, there are all sorts of languages in the world, yet none of them is without meaning. If then I do not grasp the meaning of what someone is saying, I am a foreigner to the speaker, And the speaker is a foreigner to me. So it is with you, since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, trying to excel in those that build up the church. For this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, when you are praising God in the spirit, how can someone else, who is now put in the position of an inquirer, say Amen to your thanksgiving, since they do not know what you are saying? You are giving thanks well enough, but no one else is edified. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you, But in the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Thanks be to God for his word. This reflection is going to be quite a challenge. The title taken from the last verse of the Bible reading is I would rather speak five intelligible words, and yet most of the passage has Paul discussing the use and relative value of two concepts that are unintelligible to many. So I will attempt to explain those concepts intelligibly while also using understandable words. Paul is comparing two significant gifts of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and prophecy. The first spiritual gift is speaking in tongues, a gift or practice which may be familiar to you or may be entirely alien. Some Christians, particularly those within the charismatic tradition, will pray in what appears to the hearer to be a very strange language, but which arises from the Holy Spirit filling the person's speech and prayers. This speaking in tongues or glossolalia, as is the complex term, was a common feature of the worship and prayer of the first century Christians. And wherever there has been a charismatic revival or movement in the church, speaking in tongues has been a central mark of the Holy Spirit's gifting of people. Speaking in tongues can be used privately or in public, but when it is used in public, as Paul warns, it can be confusing if no one present is able or willing to give a translation, so that all can hear what is being said or prayed. And so it is better, as Paul says, for those using this way of speaking or praying to do so quietly or to themselves. I particularly find myself praying in tongues when what I'm praying about is too difficult an issue or too deeply emotional for me to put it into words. And so the Holy Spirit gives me the words, taking my feeble attempts at prayer and lifting them to heaven for me. Paul contrasts this use of speaking in tongues with prophecy. Again, the use of prophecy in church may be familiar to you or may be alien. Paul is not particularly referring to prophecy in the sense of predicting future events, that's foretelling, but more forth using words, pictures, scriptures to bring God's wisdom or encouragement or insight to a person, a situation or a group. Here in Wigan we have a group who meet regularly to seek God for prophetic insights for us as a church. Maybe you have received prayer which has included a word or a picture or a scripture which has been given to you, a gift from God to help you in a particular situation. Speaking in tongues and prophecy, two spiritual gifts about which whole shelves of books have been written. So what can we usefully learn today from this short reflection? Paul is emphasising here that whether speaking in tongues or prophesying, if it's going to be of any use, then it needs to be intelligible. Which of course applies to all of our communication, whether in church or in our personal lives, whether written or spoken. The vocabulary and phrases we use needs to be understood by our hearer or reader, or we're wasting our time and theirs. We're all, I hope, quite good at making ourselves understood in ordinary life. But what about when we talk about the things of God with those who aren't familiar with such things? If we've been part of a church for more than a few years, then we do need to check what jargon we're using, or our attempts to share Jesus's good news can easily fall flat. Talk of fellowship, or sacrifice, or Eucharist, Or scripture are going to leave a non Christian baffled and not help our efforts or may even put them off. What about Jesus died for your sins, or intercessions, or the lesson, or offertory, or Lent, or Pentecost, or I could go on? As we speak and write today and in the coming days, let's pause to check our intelligibility. Am I using understandable words? Will the other person be baffled or enlightened by how I express myself? Or am I going on and on putting the person off by using 10 words when one will do? Let's try to express our faith and all that it means to us as simply and succinctly as we can. And our words will be more powerful as a result. And here's a challenge I'm going to leave with you. What five understandable words could you use to explain to a friend why you are a Christian? As we close, we pray, together with the disciples here in Wigan, in the Diocese of Liverpool and across the world, in the words that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven. May you have a blessed day full of the presence and gift of Jesus and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen.